Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Here in the Northern Rockies, dark winter months are outlasted in basements, dens, and nooks, where kindred souls gather to share intel, swap fly patterns, and relive the memories from seasons past. This gathering spot, known locally as a February room, is the inspiration for this podcast. No matter the season, the door is always open to those with a fly fishing story to tell. Brought to you by CD Fishing USA, the North American distributor for composite developments, fly rods, and fishing accessories. Tech, precision, ingenuity, legacy. Go to cdfishing.us and follow us on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. Here's your host, Lauren Carnop, and this is The February Room. Welcome to The February Room. Today, my guest is Blaine Tomlinson. Blaine has an incredible resume from um, working with medical devices, but the title that we're going to focus on today is that you work with Project Healing Waters, and you're on the board of trustees, and you're in Long Beach, California. So thank you for joining me today. Well, thank you. Pleasure to talk with you. Pleasure is all mine. And Blaine, I know that you have traveled all around the world fly fishing. And before we get into uh, what Project Healing Waters is, I'd like to hear a fishing story. Boy, there's so many to talk. I guess I'll talk about one where uh, I heard one of your interviews by one of your past anglers, which was Josh Lauer on the the Mighty Mo. Uh, Brent Harding and I, we've been... We've been fishing with Josh for probably 20 years, not every year, but we get up there like every other year or so with Josh, because I don't live in Montana anymore. I uh, went to school there. I went to Carroll College in Helena, so got to fish the Mo a lot. And uh, we went down there to fish from uh, Holter down to Craig. And when we got there, I didn't realize it was that the Mother's Day uh, Caddis Festival. And I don't think Brent knew that either. 
So we decided, Josh, you know, being Josh, he said, hey, let's go down. We'll, we'll put in here at Craig and, and float down. And so we did that and there, there weren't any bugs. And then probably about 1130, it was overcast. It was cold. Uh, you know, your fingertips are going numb. And then all of a sudden it was like the sky opened up and it was the first March brown hatch of the season. And they were, it was so thick. It was, you almost had to put a bandana on your face to, to stop from breathing them in. And then these huge sippers just started going crazy. So it was, uh, it was, it turned out to be an epic day because after pulling into Craig and seeing about 45 trailers and, and boats and a crowd of a couple hundred people, it was like, oh man, this is not going to work. So that ended up being an, an, an epic couple days. And the hatch was interesting. It, it started at about 1130 and ended about, I'd say about two. It was a long, long hatch. And then the next day, it started about an hour later and was an hour shorter. And then the next day, it was about a 30 minute window. And so then we just had to headhunt, you know, so, and Josh is working his butt off. We'd, we'd, see a, we'd see a nose across the river and he'd row over there. We'd, we'd, it, it, we'd hit that fish and then back across. So we were zigzagging up and down the river, just headhunting. And uh, if they showed themselves, they got hooked. But uh, it, was, it was incredible to see such a huge March Brown hatch. Have you ever seen anything like that again? Or was that the last time? Not not like that. I've seen a hatch like that on uh, Rock Creek during the salmon fly hatch where they were so thick, you know, you, they're, you're just covered in them. But nothing like that for uh, the March Browns. I haven't, I haven't seen a hatch like that ever. Yeah, I think I remember one time I was in the, the salmon hatch and I opened up my mouth and had a couple, <laughs> couple fly right, in the, <laughs> right into the back of the throat. Well, they're a meal. They're a good, they're a meal on themselves by themselves. Yeah, yeah. Why pack a lunch when you've got the food right, right on the <laughs> river? <laughs> well, right. Blaine, I know you do some incredible work with, a uh, with a nonprofit organization, uh, project healing waters. Can you tell me a little bit more about that organization? Yeah, Project Healing Waters is called Project Healing Waters Fly Fishing. Um, but as our CEO, Todd DeGrossier, a uh, great man, uh, former, well, Marine, uh, he led the battle in Fallujah, was awarded the Silver Star, and he suffered a, a TBI. And um, it's not about the fly fishing, it's rehab. Um, and it's some of the most powerful uh, traumatic brain injury and PTSD rehab that uh, that I've seen, um, and I uh, in the past before I started my own company, uh, treating neuropathy, we I ran the traumatic brain injury out of Mission Hospital, and um, we trained at level one, level two trauma centers across the country in a new uh, traumatic brain injury protocol. And although this was a, a at the initial uh, trauma point when the injury occurred did a lot of research on post-TBIs. Uh, traumatic brain injury is kind of important to me. One of my best friends in high school suffered a severe TBI in a car accident. And then also my father suffered a TBI, um, got kicked in the head uh, by a horse, got kicked in the forehead. So lost a bit of his, uh, quite a bit of his executive functioning. 
but uh, the what the doctors Grant and Laskowitz, uh, Laskowitz, I guess they're 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 both really um, top notch in post post rehab for TBIs, and the you know neuroplasticity, neuroscience in general is still real nascent, um, and we're learning more and more every day. But one of the th- critical things that they talk about for a successful outcome is continuous, repetitive, post-ongoing activities with the fine motor skills. And so tying flies and building rods for these guys, they don't realize it, but they are doing rehab. And so, you know, we, we talk about the fly fishing as, as a as a uh, as a tool and activity to do as a recreational therapy but it's more about getting together and having them focus on on using their fine motor skills and doing it continually and and repetitively over and over and over and that helps uh, helps with the uh, neuroplasticity do you have someone in mind where, so someone who had a severe TBI, did you see the effects of the program change the severeness of someone's TBI? Well, yes. I mean, this guy couldn't even, he didn't even speak when he, when he started the program. And so after about five years, this guy is now, you, would, you wouldn't really know he had a TBI. You know, he might be searching for words sometimes. Um, you ask him a question, he'll have to pause and wait a little while before, you know, responding because he's still searching. But, but he, he, his ability to ambulate, you know, his, his casting is incredible. Um, and he doesn't tie. Um, his passion is, is casting. But now, if you met him, you wouldn't know that he suffered such a uh, traumatic uh, brain injury. So do do these veterans who um, enter the program, do they have to have uh, previous fly fishing skills before joining? No, they don't. That's the, that's the beauty of it. And, and, and we, we actually like that uh, if they're, if they're new to the, new to the sport. Um, and, but they, they do have to have a, a disability rating from the VA. Uh, we don't, Sadly, we can't offer the service to to every every veteran um, because one of the other reasons I do this. I mean, we we help a, any disabled vet. It doesn't matter what the disability is. But my passion is is traumatic brain injury and then also uh, the, the PTSD aspects because I I broke my back at Officer Canada School in Quantico broke a broke a couple vertebrae, so I wasn't able to serve, but. I'm engaged in this program and I believe in this program because it gives me an ability to serve the guys and, and gals that did serve, that, that committed to put the uniform on and, um, and, and face combat. And so the, the, there's been a number of studies, uh, Mass General, um, back in 09, Mass General, along with a couple other universities, I can't remember who it was, but also with the VA. And they showed that after uh, fly fishing and doing a, a fly fishing for a couple days, these vets with PTSD, severe PTSD slept better. They didn't take as much medication 
and and they had less anger issues and then um, didn't quite know why um, and Harvard had another study where the the they compared fly fishing and the casting you, you know you're a caster so you know when you're casting and you're zoned in on that one motion looking looking to where you want to position that fly that's a form of meditation I think everybody who's on this podcast, we're all, it's always asking, what does fly fishing mean to you? And it's a way of getting lost in the moment and um, kind of letting your body take over the mechanisms. And for, for me, I don't even exactly. think about it, but I imagine for these veterans, it's starting to become um, starting their motor skills or just their PTSD to get lost in a moment and lose track of time. And I think, um, these days, especially even during coronavirus and the way that, uh, you know, with the fires, it you can tend to get lost in just this anxiety. But when you're on the river, yeah. it all it doesn't seem like that exists. Yeah. Well, with these vets, what they the, the ones that are suffering real uh, severe PTSD is they realize that in a study that they're produ- they produce less cortisol. And what is what is cortisol? Cortisol is a is a chemical in the brain. It's secreted when in at the beginning of the fight or flight okay. mode. You know when you go to to fight or flight, it it basically covers the synapses and gets them ready to to go into into action. And then it's a complete cycle. What happens is there should there uh, either either the brains don't produce enough or it's being absorbed faster. But for you and I, if we go into fight or flight mode. The, what cortisol also does, it initiates the, the cycle and then it also helps to end the cycle. So you have to have enough to complete the whole loop. And what happens at the end of the loop is that they, your brain goes into a state of calmness and then, and then you're re, you, you go back to baseline. Well, without enough cortisol, these folks with the PTSD, they're in constant fight or flight mode. They may look like they're functioning normally, walking around, they look okay, but chemically their brain is still in that mode. So the casting, the repetitive casting, what it does is we're, we're forcing them or tricking them into meditating. You can't take a hard, a hard and battled uh, Marine and say, Hey, I want you to meditate every day for for 30 minutes. (laughs) <laughs> They're just not going to do it. <laughs> so this this is a way of tricking them into calming back down the system. And if you continuously do that and do it over and over repetitively, that helps re- bring about that state of calmness. So then the brain gets no, gets it is establishes a new baseline uh, that they haven't felt pre combat. Wow. So the more that they do this, will these effects continue on out outside of fly fishing? Correct. That's that's the that's the theory, and uh, I've seen it. I've seen it happen. The body doesn't know a baseline uh, if if it's locked in locked in this fight or flight mode for over you know, let's say they've been exposed to combat for you know uh, six eight months you know off and on. And, and you're over there in the sandbox, 
you're you're on edge constantly. You're in this heightened state of awareness. And then when you come home, you're still there and your body knows this. This is a new baseline for you and you can't get back down to a, 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 a relaxed state of mind. Do you have somebody that you remember coming in being like, wow, is this going to work for this severe PTSD patient? And did you see the outcomes and do you still keep in touch with them? Um, yes, there's actually a guy that um, we went, but we've we've been shut down. Uh, we can't, we haven't been able to take people on uh, on trips um, because of the COVID. But we're doing uh, fly tying and rod building and 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 chatting as groups online. So we're we're keeping Project Healing Waters moving forward and uh, and and doing it all online. However. As a friend, he and I went uh, went fishing up to uh, up to Bishop uh, on the Owens River, and he he has a severe uh, PTSD, Viet, Vietnam vet, uh, machine gunner, and uh, was on a lot of medication to to help with his uh, with his PTSD, his sleeps. Uh, couldn't sleep very well, would wake up in, in cold sweats. And um, now um, he doesn't take any medication. Wow. But, that's you know, that's, that's over a couple of years. And what has he said that about the program? Like, does he contribute all of that to Project Healing Waters fly fishing? Well, uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's a number of guys that have told me uh, one in particular uh, fellow Marine. And um, and there's one point in his life where, you know, he had his 45 in his mouth um, and, and had it not been for Project Healing Waters, he wouldn't be here. Um, oh. And he'll tell you he'll tell you that Project Healing Waters saved his life. He tried all the other uh, programs through the VA. Um, there's something different about being off site, um, outside of a clinical setting to, to help restore the trust, to help rebuild the, the camaraderie that they're, that they've, that they've longed for. And, um, and, the healing aspects of it are just are just so much more powerful because they're outside of the clinical clinical setting and they're relaxed and they're talking with each other about experiences that you or I cannot cannot comprehend. I just find the whole thing to be just so wonderful. And, you know, once they're in this program, are they in the program for life um, or is there like different if you start the program, like you get onto a fishing trip, but you're always welcome to be part of these fly tying experiences or how does the, how does that work? Well, we're, uh, hopefully they'll, they'll stay in it for the rest of their lives. I mean, that's, that's, we, we want them to be engaged, totally engaged, you know, always. And the beauty of it is that once they uh, come in, let's say they come in as a, as a participant, um, the structure of the organization is that they become volunteers themselves and they help teach other recruit and, and, and bring other vets into the, into the program. 
So it's like a mentor program. Oh, I think it's just such a great network that you're working with, um, with some amazing, amazing people who decided to serve our country. And you do hear this, that veterans who, you know, they, they give up so much to serve their country and they come back and sometimes there's not enough programs to support them after these traumatic experiences they they must have experienced physically, uh, mentally. And I think it's great that someone decided fly fishing is a way to mediate between their their brains and the way that they function physically and mentally. Yeah, it's a uh, it, it 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 came about like we were talking about earlier about how life is just sometimes random and and well like Buckminster Fuller says you know uh, seemingly coincidentally but realistically processionally <laughs> and so <laughs> yeah it was uh, Ed Nicholson he was he he's the founder and he was at uh, Walter Reed and. Um, was uh, I think recovering from uh, cancer, and so he was getting tre- treatment at Walter Reed, Reed, and he was just bored and called his wife and said, "Hey, can you bring bring me some of my rods and my fishing gear? I'd like to pra- you know go outside and do some casting and practice." And and he noticed that these other vets were staring at him and going, "Wow, that, you know looks looks interesting." And so he asked them if they wanted to to try it, and before long he had guys in, 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 in gurneys that could move their arms wow. casting guys in wheelchairs wow. out there casting and, and just in, enjoying themselves and so that's how it came about oh. it was just a fluke um, and now it's grown to uh, you know we have about 230 programs across the country um, treat over 8,000 uh, veterans a year so what is the next step with uh, Project uh, Healing Waters? Um, is there another trip that's going to be coming up? Well, right now we're not we're not doing any any of the trips uh, because of COVID. Uh, we can't travel. Um, we're doing, um, like I said, weekly, uh, daily. We're having fly tying classes and uh, and rod building. There's a lot of local programs. Well, here in Southern California, one of the closest places to fish freshwater for trout is uh, the Owens River, and that's a five and a half hour drive. But there's there's programs there in in, um, in Montana. There's one in Hamilton, Idaho. Right now, they can fish on their own, but as an organized Project Healing Waters trip. We're putting currently we're putting together a standard of care and and what we need to do to do one on one casting and then uh, day trips, no overnight trips. And then we'll slowly follow the the VA uh, protocols and put together our own roadmap of how we're going to go forward with with uh, COVID. And we have uh, the Harbaugh Foundation, along with the Anonymous. Um, Joe Bala is the executive director of the Harbaugh Foundation, and they they um, bought 40 acres, I believe it's about 40 acres, outside of Wise, Montana, and built this phenomenal five-star um, lodge. Um, it's kind of like a lodge. Um, it's called Freedom Ranch. 
and it's in Wise. It's on the uh, the big hole, and they they help bring eight vets up there for 20 weeks during the summer. Every week, there's a new group of vet, veterans going wow. to Freedom Ranch. And so you've got all the, lo- the local uh, guides. There's guides that come down from Butte. That's one of the programs that we do annually. So there's 20, 20 trips. We have national trips. And then each program, like the Colorado program, Colorado Springs program, a lot of the local landowners and ranchers, and a lot of the water is private in, um, in Colorado. And they don't, their laws are different than in Montana, where, as you know, if you can cross at a bridge and stay below high water mark, you're good to go. Well, in, in Colorado, that's not the case. Um, they, they own down to the wow. center, the middle of the river. So if you don't know somebody and it's private, you're not, you're not going to get on that water. But they 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 do like fifty two trips, which is so important in Colorado Springs because you have the Air Force Academy, you have uh, Fort Carson, um, NORADs right there. I grew up in Colorado Springs, so I know that having a service like that in the Springs, they're one of our largest programs there. I guess I was going to ask you. I mean, even if you aren't a veteran and maybe you're an active in the military, can they join the program? If you're active duty, yes, they can. Yes, they can. And then, you know, if they're stationed, you know, have to change locations, they can, you know, it's a big network. It's like a family. They're active duty or injured in in medical rehab or they're out and have the disability rating, then they can join. I think that's so great because like you said, before we jumped on the podcast, we're just talking about how awesome the fly fishing community is and everyone if things aren't going right with the podcast I'm always like oh my gosh I'm so sorry I apologize (laughs) but there's always this like on the other line like it's okay I'm all right like we can take our time and I think it's so great for these men and women who dedicate their lives for protecting us and our country and um, for us to also in return, give them an organization that wants to protect their mind. And um, it kind of gives me, especially in these times when things look so not great and it's like 2020, I think that's like the big meme is like, blame it on 2020. It's good to hear that there's really amazing organizations there and people within those organizations that are making the world feel a whole lot better. And and people are wanting to make it better. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a great group, and 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 anybody that that has any fly fishing skills or any skills, uh, Salesforce, if they want to help, you know, if the, you have Salesforce skills or accounting skills or anything, you can volunteer. Um, you can just go to the website projecthealingwaters.org and and look in your region and and find a program, and you can volunteer. Uh, we're always looking for for quality volunteers. You, you know, it's like the Marine Corps way. You, you have to do more with less. And so every volunteer, every every piece of value they can bring is is um, is always wanted and needed and and appreciated. If someone is looking for 
uh, ways to contribute. I know you said there's volunteers, but maybe they're like, Hey, I don't have time. What other ways can they, um, help out with the organization? Well, money is always important. (laughs) It is (laughs) no lie with that. Yeah, They can, they can find, um, like I said, go to projecthealingwaters.org and find their, they can either, you can either donate to, uh, headquarters which is in La Plata, Maryland. And if they go to the website, they can see that. Or they can find uh, the, a program closest to them and uh, donate to that local program. Or um, they can call in any time. They can call me. They can call any of our board members. Um, yeah. And I tell you what, Todd DeGrosse, our CEO, before I was even, uh, I mean, I was just a, I started as a volunteer and uh, I mean, I was just this little volunteer and I called Todd and, and he answered the phone. I mean, he's that kind of, he's wow. that kind of guy, salt of the earth, you know, kind of guy. Um, and and he's, he's in it for all the right reasons. And again, I mean, I have to emphasize it because our mission is not fly fishing. Our mission is to, 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 to rehab these these soldiers and, and marines it's 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 about rec, uh, rehabilitation and and health mental health and, and physical health physical well-being um so i just want to highlight that's our mission is is the wellness of of these folks and and fly fishing we're just lucky that uh fly fishing is our passion the two missions you know they're synergistic so that's the beauty of it. I mean, I think if you can have an organization that just brings people the outdoors and that can be healing, um, I think it's just above and beyond awesome. Um, and I also know that you can also follow um, Project Healing Waters Fly Fishing on Instagram and on also Facebook. Forgot to, to add, there, there's a, a Healing on the Fly in New York, uh, usually Healing on the Fly in New York is our largest uh, fundraiser. It's an annual event. And this year it's going to be virtual. So we'll have speakers and then silent auctions. And that's uh, 6 of October. And then also Healing on the Fly in Boston. And that's going to be the 27th through the 29th of October. They'll be auctioning off items like uh, rods and uh, float trips and, you know, all sorts of stuff, signed baseballs from athletes, you know, all, all, all sorts of stuff. And how do they access the um, the fundraiser? It'll, it'll be on the it'll be on the website. I think it's just so great, Blaine. And I really appreciate your work and commitment to making the world a better place, especially for the people who've made our our country a better place well thank you go to the februaryroom.com where you can access a complete library of our podcast and read more about our guests their fishing stories and favorite fly patterns we're always looking for exceptional fly fishing yarns and if you have one to spin shoot us an email at info at the the february room is always free but if you feel like throwing a nickel in the pond We appreciate any additional listener support. For companies and individuals interested in sponsorship opportunities, please contact us for our media kit. Thanks for stopping by the February Room, and we'll see you down here 
next week.